You are listening to Reading the Play, the Karen Read podcast, presented by Fan Nation All Youths. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes for season one will be released every other Tuesday. All right, welcome back to another episode. We got a couple stars from the last week's game, Devon Vale and Karen Reed. Fellas, how we doing? Doing good. Doing good, man. Karina's got a little scratchy voice, a lot of yelling the last couple yeah. of weeks on the field. Did it happen after the Florida game or was it that just part of the combination of it? Yeah, no, after the Florida game, it was like completely gone. And then it'll come and go. It's the craziest thing. It's so annoying. Yeah. Are your teammates making fun of you? Like, are you calling plays on the defense? And they're like, bro, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm going hand signals now. <laughs> just sign language. All right, yeah. guys, take me through, like, the state of the team through the first three weeks of the season. Got, like, a good portion of games under your belt now. Obviously, we had the week one loss. Tough loss, guys. We haven't talked to you both about that, but, like, man, that was that was a wild game. I couldn't even imagine being in that atmosphere with that. And then weeks two and three, you guys dominate. Obviously, not the same level of opponents, but, I mean, the combined score was 108 to 14 over the last two weeks. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that is crazy. That. <laughs> so, Devon, let's start with you. Just walk me through the state of the offense after week three. Um, definitely after the Florida game, you know, we had to try to come together. Um, it was hard, especially like red zone productivity. Um, we left a lot of points on the field. Yeah. Um, you know, defense put us in a lot of good situational um, football to the point where we were able to like capitalize on what they were doing for us. But there was a couple of times where um, we just fell short. You know, there was a big fourth down. We fell short on um, even a two-point conversion. And, um, you know, especially, and everybody always talks about that last play as well. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, we always practice red zone and practice and all that stuff. But um, it's a tough way to lose when, you know, all we need is a field goal, but a touchdown to win the game. And the last thing you want to do is throw a pick, and then we end up doing it. So, um, but, you know, we rallied together. Um, we always talked about it. You know, we made the proper adjustments we needed to do. Um, and then just like following the next couple of weeks, um, I think the biggest vocal point was like, we always had a slow start. Our first quarter was always a little bit slow. Defense always bailed us out. You know, they kept, you know, getting the stops, giving us back the ball, but it always kept taking us a little too long to get the offensive side of the ball going. And then we'd hit our stride and then, you know, everything was fine. So, um, there's a lot of big points that we've been um, emphasizing a lot in practice. Like we've even changed up how we do practice now. So mm -hmm. we do situational football at the beginning rather than doing individuals just so we can get used to hitting the ground running. So, you know, I think the offense has a lot of um, upside to it. You know, we got a lot of things we still got to work on, but um, you know, it's, it's very nice having a strong defensive side of the ball, you know, to keep helping us out. But um, we also got to do our part as well to help them out and not putting them in such tough situations when it comes to like us not, converting our first downs and things like that. Yeah, we appreciate that defense, Karina. Uh, talk, to, <laughs> talk to me about the first three weeks. What's it been like? Yeah, dude, I, we, we've come a long way. Um, I, I feel like the offense really carried us, to be completely honest, in that Florida game. Um, it just it wasn't pretty. I feel like we weren't really playing assignment football. We were all kind of doing our own thing. And uh, I would even argue that if we were to play an average team or less than average team, they would still have crazy yards because the mistakes we were making were all on us. And then you combine that with uh, athletes like Anthony Richardson and, and his crew 
it's, it's tough to win a game. Um, and then obviously we had the SEU game where we were able to build, build some momentum. Like, I mean, of course, like we should beat them. Right. And it should be by a lot. So mm-hmm. um, I think it was this past Saturday that really um, showcased who we are, or who we can be, you know, I think we held them to under 200 yards total in the whole game. And so um, just, just confidence, I think is, is the biggest thing. And, and we're getting there for sure. Yeah, what's weird is I feel like most teams, you know, the scheduling is kind of up to them to some degree. And most teams would schedule like easier opponents the first couple weeks to kind yeah. of get a couple wins under their belt, get their confidence up. But you guys just like went straight into SEC land like week one. Like that's a unique situation. And so maybe some of the mistakes, you know, it's unfortunate that they got, you know, kind of highlighted in that game. But now you guys got a couple couple rounds under your belt that you're feeling pretty good about. And now you're moving into conference play. Have there been any players on your guys' team on offense or on defense that have surprised you? Like you weren't expecting them to have this role or, or this productivity through the first three weeks? I can go ahead and take that. I would probably say uh, just the linebackers that I play next to, like uh, Mahmoud Diabate. He was hurt for our spring ball, came back during our fall. Um, and the guy can ball, dude. Like he yeah. can really run. He can really hit. Unfortunately, he got hurt during the SEU game. But when he's healthy and he's in his playbook, it's really impressive. And then obviously, Lander Barton, who's a freshman. Um, it's crazy. Like, we didn't have my mood and no disrespect to him, but we didn't really skip a beat just because of how talented Lander Barton is as well. So um, those two guys have really, really stepped up. Yeah. Devon, any players on offense come to mind? I feel like yeah. from talking with you guys all offseason, I feel like everyone is playing like either at or exceeding expectation mm-hmm. like everyone's put, putting out pretty good performances i think the biggest one that stood out to me was chris curry um yeah. chris curry one of those guys that you know you don't really hear much about him mm. but that's somebody who like he comes to practice and he always has the right mindset he's always given 100 percent. like you watch practice reps and like even some of the coaches have pointed out like when we do like seven on seven he's always running even if he doesn't get the ball he's always running downfield full speed trying to like get a block like that touchdown block um, he's the dude that I think that stood out to me the most. And, you know, it's heartbreaking to see what happened to him in the SDSU game when he broke his ankle. You know what I mean? Like season ending injury like that. Um, you know, it's very tough for somebody who's worked so hard to get to where he was. And he started proving a lot of people that he's that guy that we can trust. And he, you know, he was going to be in that rotation with Makai and Tavion, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, he's, I'm not worried about him because I know he's he's a strong-willed dude. Like he's gonna come back next season. He's gonna step into that role. He's gonna have to because he's gonna be the veteran of the offense with a lot of guys leaving. So um, I'm excited for him. I, you know, like I said, it's heartbreaking to see what happened to him, but uh, he's the one who stood out to me the most in the first uh, three weeks. Yeah, that's a good point because obviously you guys had Tavion and Makai coming back from last year, who both are mm-hmm. playing pretty similar roles. I think right. Yeah. And obviously we talked to Jalen a lot too on the podcast, and so. Curry was kind of the guy that I didn't know a whole lot about, but he was pretty impressive. But it's got to be kind of – I mean, obviously, it thinks that he's out. But for you guys to know that he's coming back next year and that he's, you know, going to go through another season with you guys probably feels pretty good. Um, that's awesome. Kareni, let's talk about your performance in the last game. That interception was a sick play, dude. Like, I saw – I saw. have you seen it from the end zone view? <clears throat> yeah. Yep, it's it's it. pretty sweet. Walk me through your read on that. Yeah, dude, I uh, was responsible for the running back and he stayed in the block. And so I just was scanning the field and matched up 
the receivers with who the quarterback was staring down and uh, just just took my shot. So, yeah. Because you, know. you, you were on the defensive left side, right? Right. Kind of lined up like you were going to blitz, but then you dropped back. And yep. the, the quarterback, bless his heart, he kind of just telegraphed to that receiver. I know. So yeah. you just floated back and then just floated right into the ball and just yeah. took it. And you had a couple – did you have a drop the previous week or was it against Florida? No, I had one the previous week that was right through my hands. And that one yeah. was open field. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> six. That was coming back. <laughs> yeah. But I could tell when you caught when you caught that one too, it was probably like a relief, like, okay, my hands work. I got this. Yeah. It's more like I'm at peace of mind than I am like excited that I got a pick. Yeah. Yeah. And for both of you guys too, I know like when you start a season, you and stuff doesn't go the way you want. Maybe the first couple weeks you have a couple of drops, you don't get the targets that you want. It kind of feels like, oh, when's this gonna happen? So for Mm -hmm. both of you guys, Karenny, you get the interception, Devon, you get a couple touchdowns. It probably is just like, all right, we're rolling, let's do this. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Karenio was looking like a receiver when he caught that. <laughs> I could tell you wanted to run it back too. Like you were ready. You're like, all right, where's my blockers at? Let's go. And then I realized I have no moves, bro. <laughs> I feel like, oh yeah. You get that ball and you realize like you haven't prepared for that moment because you don't ever run the ball at practice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, that's funny. How would you say the run? I feel like the run run defense has improved a lot since week one. And in this oh, last yeah. in this last game, I thought maybe it was just easier for you guys to assume that the offense is going to run because their quarterback was out and they're kind of cycling guys through. You're like, all right, they're probably going to run the ball more times than not. <laughs> is that kind of the thought process there? Yeah, but um, it starts with the D tackles, especially. I feel like when they have a good game, man, the entire defense has a good game. So, you know, shout out to Junior Tafuna and Aliki and Devin and all those guys. Like, they make our lives so much easier and they did their thing last week. Yeah. All right, Devon, let's talk about those two touchdowns. Walk me through the first one, the play call. Did you have to make any adjustments to it and then the catch? Uh, no, we were just running our two-minute offense. Uh, we were trying to catch them off guard. Um, one thing we're really prideful on is, like, our two-minute offense, we're really fast getting on the ball and trying to make sure the defense isn't set or catching them when they're really tired, especially mm-hmm. when they come to Rice Cycle Stadium. You know, the elevation is a lot higher, so people tend to get – um, winded very fast so um it was nothing really crazy it was just a um just a regular corner route that I ran um honestly I think I could have ran it a little bit better I don't think I sold it as much because the dude was kind of like still on me yeah. but um I just had to make sure I was the first one to jump up for the ball and then trying to get that foot in before I went out of bounds yeah I mean you had like negative yards of separation from him like he was on you the whole time yeah <laughs> it was like a Mike Williams catch like Mike Williams on the Chargers he always leads the league in like most catches with like the least amount of separation from his <laughs> defender and that's kind of what that catch was but it was clean though I mean you got that foot down and it was sweet um yeah. what about the second one um second one was actually funny I wasn't actually expecting the ball um I was actually supposed to be setting a rub for solo so he could come I was gonna free ask in the you I was gonna yeah. ask you who's setting the pick there so yeah our our our, um that combo route i'm actually supposed to set the rub up top so like they don't so the defender has a boat under me and yeah. that leaves solo with like at least of like two three yards of separation um but the pressure came and cam had to was forced to roll to his right side and so he just threw it up there and um it kind of caught me off guard at first because i turned back thinking i was going to look back and see the ball being thrown to solo and then next thing i know the ball's in the air um and then 
all that just came to it was just making sure I jump up and get the ball first before he's even even aware that the ball is in the air. So um, it's just like going up for a rebound in basketball. That's how I saw it. It's just get up there first and make sure you make the play and use your hands and strong hands and bring it down. Yeah. No, it was a good play, good throw, obviously putting it where, you know, you can get it and the other guy couldn't yeah. get to it. Um, that's funny, though. It, it is pretty natural for a quarterback if they're, like, flush out of the pocket just to go right because it's mm-hmm. if their right hand is just easier to throw and then that's where you were going, so that makes sense. Um, I've been pretty impressed with your punt returns. Do you feel oh. like how, how do you feel like that's going? Is it like because you didn't return punts last year, right? No, uh, I did, but I was like a backup to Covey. Like I was just kind of there. He was, yeah. If anything ever happened to him, <laughs> yeah. How do you feel like that's been going? It's been good. Um, I actually used a punt return in high school, and I oh. punt returned back in like Pop Warner too. So, I mean, I'm I'm very comfortable catching punt returns. But like me being a punt return, I I didn't actually think it was gonna happen. It was kind of a joke. Like, um midway through last season um we needed some extra returners back there and I told coach bump I was like oh yeah I could catch punts and he saw me fielding the punts and he said I looked really comfortable so he was like okay yeah we'll just have you back there just to like catch it just in case we need it like we need somebody to fair catch and then this season rolls around and they actually have me as a starter I was just like oh I thought we were just keeping me back there just to catch the punts I didn't know how to actually like return them now yeah um but I like it though because it's a chance for me to showcase what I can do in open field like running with the ball because um, especially with a lot of the catches I've had, not only this season, but last season as well. It's a lot of like possession catching. You don't really get to see me at the end, like, you know, use like yards after the catch. So yeah. I feel like this is a good opportunity for me to showcase a little bit of what I have. Um, still waiting for, for me to return one. And I still got a lot of room to improve. I got to work on my field vision. There's a couple of times I missed some uh, lanes I could have taken outside or cut through that probably would have been touchdowns if I stuck with it. So. Um, I got a lot of room for improvement, but, you know, the punt return team itself, like all the dudes on the other 10 dudes, they're the ones who make me look better. You know, it's always about them getting their blocks. So I don't want to take all the credit. It's always those guys who create those lanes for me or those guys that are blocking downfield. Yeah, you say that, but you make the first guy miss like almost every time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to, it's a long snapper. If I don't make the first guy miss, I should be punt returning. (laughs) I guess that's kind of like job number one. I guess job number one is don't don't muff the punt, don't fumble yes. it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you guys don't have that muff punt at the end of this last game, it's probably a shutout, right? Oh yeah, um, for sure. But so secure the ball and then make the first guy miss, and you're mm-hmm. doing that almost every time. Then just finding the lanes, I guess. But yeah, you know, it's been awesome. I've like you said, a lot of times when you're catching the ball, you're already in the end zone too. In this last <laughs> game, so it's probably nice to get out there and into some open field and just run around a little bit. Yeah. Um wide receivers overall i mean you got you talked about the slow start on the offense i think this Mm -hmm. last game the wide receivers kind of kicked it off Mm -hmm. and normally it's kind of worked through the running backs and the tight ends did you guys Mm -hmm. kind of take that to heart and say like hey let's get this offense going today uh yeah i mean obviously like i I bring this up every time like we have some really good players like when it comes to the uh the the tight ends and the running back room and everybody knows that that's like the focal point of our offense we're always going to make sure we run our offense through those guys. But, um, you know, we have some dudes too at the receiver room. And I felt like we proved that a lot in not only spring ball and fall camp, but um, just through practicing as well. Um, it was just more so just waiting for our opportunity. Um, first couple of games, we didn't get as many targets as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it was running through the tight ends, which is fine. Cause at the end of the day, all, all that we care about is just doing what the team needs us to do. If that means we got to be run blockers, then we'll be run blockers. That's just how we are. We are a very selfless room. 
Um, but it was more so for just us getting the opportunity. And, um, you know, especially me and Solo, we just made sure that we would be ready for the opportunity. And we always told the younger guys the same thing. Just be ready for the opportunity. Everybody knows we're not a very pass-heavy team. And when we are, it's more sweet to the tight end. So um, we just had to make sure that when they do throw the ball away, though, we have to make the play because we don't yeah. get that many opportunities. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I felt like this SDSU game, especially with how slow we started at the first, um, first quarter, especially second quarter, they were just like, all right, we need to start targeting the outside. So just be ready. We started calling plays that were more emphasized to the receiver routes than it was more to the tight ends. And, you know, once we started getting everybody involved, that's when our offense really starts clicking. And that's what I felt like we noticed from the SDSU game. It's just when we have everybody just doing their part, making big plays, and it just starts feeding off of each other. And that's when we really, really get the ball rolling. So we have to make sure we do that with ASU this year or this uh, upcoming game that we just make sure that we're just ready for opportunities when we get them. Yeah, that's a good point. And because the offense is pretty tailored to the running backs and the tight ends, like the defense knows that. And so you guys aren't getting all the mm -hmm. attention of the defense. So could leave more opportunity for you guys to get open. Uh, Karen, talk to me about this week. What's the game prep like with Arizona State? How are you guys feeling about this game starting out conference play? Yeah, um, obviously they lost their head coach. And that's been a big thing that we've been talking about at practice. Um, I think uh, we're expecting their emotions to be high. Um, Coach Witt said that they're almost like a wounded animal, right? Like they have all these things, all these things going on, and so they're kind of dangerous. Yeah. So we we never know. Just they're gonna come out playing hard. So we got to be ready for anything. There's a couple guys uh, that I remember on the O line uh, from last year, tough guys, and they have some talented running backs. So um, if there's a week to be on top of our game, it's this week, man. Yeah. I mean, in college football, like anything could happen any week. Like you said, with it being like a wounded animal, it's pretty funny. Like you don't know if it's going to bite you or if it like right. help. Like you don't, it's unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. It's totally unpredictable. Exactly. And coach too, Herm Edwards, like been a coach in the NFL for a long time. And I don't know what happened. I mean, they had some tough losses, so who knows what's going to happen. Devon, what's the game prep for the offense been like? Um, just sticking to what we know and just refining the little things. Um, kind of like what Karina said, we just got to make sure that we're ready to take on whatever comes to us on Saturday. Um, and it's a bigger emphasis, in my opinion, too, because especially with how we changed how the Pac-12 is with who goes to the Pac-12 championship is no longer the North and the South. You know, it's like whoever has the two best records. So um, it's more so of an emphasis like we can't have any room for any like setbacks or any lost one game losses. Like we should be controlling our destiny. So every game is like a championship game to us. We always got to make sure we're coming in and we're giving our best shot because everybody's going to give us their best shot. This is the first time in like Utah football history, we were the Pac-12 champions. So everybody has us marked on their schedule. Usually we're always the underdogs and they're like, oh yeah, that's a really good team. It's like, no, we're the best team in the Pac-12. So everybody's going to be giving us their best shot. So we understand that. We just got to make sure like, we just give them everything that we got and we can't be starting slow. I think that's the biggest thing we've been emphasized this week for offense is can't start slow. We got to capitalize on every opportunity we get. Yeah, for sure. Um, have either of you ever had a coach fired midseason? No, I haven't. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's kind of a rare thing, but I mean, definitely something to be prepared for. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's a good point, though. You bring up Devon is like the rest of the season, like, you guys got to kind of like try to win every single game because with the one loss against a tough opponent, other teams in your guys' conference haven't played the same level of opponents yet. Mm -hmm. So then when you guys get to play those teams, those are kind of the big games, you know? 
I'm sure you guys know the games that are, you know, circle a little bigger on the schedule in the upcoming weeks. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. Yeah. Tough loss, couple big wins, and now now things get a little more real. Yep, yep. definitely. All right, gentlemen, appreciate your time. Congrats on the big win. You guys both made awesome plays. I enjoy watching you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Reading the Play, the Karenna Reed podcast, presented by Fan Nation All Youths. This episode was produced by Lear Clark and Cole Bagley. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend. Go Utes.